0: How would you describe three stages of a human uh, being uh, in relation to activity? We say that a person can be Tamsik, you know, he's very lazy, not doing anything, just sleeping, um, not trying to do any work. Then second type of, uh, you know, mind. uh, condition is in which he's Ratsik, Rajsik which is very active, wants name, fame, money, greed all those things and very like really productive also in the materialistic world. And then comes satvik, which again quietitude and you know not after things and whatever comes. This satvik and this Tamsik looks quite same externally. If you see, if a Ratsik person sees a Sattvic person, he thinks, oh, he's a lazy person, you know, he's not keen to do work. But if you see, this is the thing, this is a cycle. And we all go through this cycle every day. You know, morning, some people feel very Tamsik or at the night, you know, nighttime. And sometimes in daytime, you're very active. And then you feel very Sattvic, you feel contented and happy. And, you know, contented and happy man is not looking for more work. If the work comes, he will do it honestly, but he's not looking to do it. That is the difference between Sattvic and Ratsik. Sattvic man looks exactly like Tamsik man, just sitting quietly. And he's not looking for work. His mind is not running for things to sort out. But yes, if something comes to him, he will sort it out. But if you see, even in Bhagwan's condition, when Bhagwan was there, People used to come with a lot of suggestions to him and you know what he will do he will sit quietly not say anything and sometimes he will say like hmm so people might think he's saying yes and they will try to do those things and when they will come with all the plan and agenda he will say no and they will think oh you didn't say no that day because that's the thing in that beingness in that contentment. You're not trying to even negate things. You just leave it. Because so many times I know people say, oh, let's have a plan. We should go there, this, this. You can say, no, I'm not interested. I'm in my Sattvic mode and I don't want to go anywhere. You can say that. But so many times we say, okay, yes, let's see. And then the person calls you, okay, let's go today at this time. And then you can say, oh, look, um, I don't think I'm really in a mood to go. So that's a polite way to say no and I think Bhagwan never wanted to upset anyone till the last moment, like <laughs> it, it looks strange to some people that why he can't say on the first go. There were people in India and even people from overseas who used to say to Bhagwan, like your teachings are so profound. Let's go around India and I will make all the travel plans and things. And he will just sit quietly and say, mm. and then they will make all the plans, like whatever those plans were. And they will come to Bhagwan. Let's start tomorrow and uh, I have arranged everything. He said, No, I'm not going. They said, but but when I asked, you said yes, Arun. They said, No, I never agreed. <laughs> and and then the people will say, Oh, okay. In a way, it is, it is not a lie, but he does not even have an effort. When you are staying so happy and contented, you don't want any type of argument with anyone and you don't want to go, but you don't want to say anything and you just try to keep quiet. I'll, I'll give you a very small example about the same thing what we are talking I was talking to my father um, who lives in Delhi in India, uh, just before we started Satsang. And, and my nephew is there at home and he's in grade six. And I think he must be busy in some game or some of his own stuff, he had put headphones. So my mother passed it on to him to say hello to me, you know, and he said to say hello to your mama, you know, like your uncle. And he said, mm, yeah, hello. And I said, uh, how's your dad? Is he coming in evening to home? He said, mm. Everything he was doing, mm. My mother said, How can you say he's not coming? You are just staying with your mom. He doesn't come, he is working, and he's not coming here. And he still was doing, mm. Ex- Exactly. I remember Bhagwan. I said, Bhagwan must be like, like a child, you know. Just sitting there, and you know, people come with a lot of plans. You say, Mmm. You just, uh, you are happy in yourself, you know, whatever you are saying, that's all okay. You know, once someone uh, brought uh, something about Bhagwan, he wrote uh, about Bhagwan. And he wrote uh, so many things about Bhagwan in a very negative way. Like, you know, don't think all the people who came to Bhagwan were his devotees. A lot of them were his opponents, people who didn't like him and you know this guy came must be some very you know like a person who was some on another path and he wrote against bhagwan and he gave that slip to bhagwan so one of the sarvadikaris must have given it to bhagwan bhagwan looked through it and uh, and after a while he gave back after some corrections to that man so the corrections were like where the comma should be where the full stop should be the spelling mistakes so the person whom he handed over, he said, it's all lie, what you're doing. You have, you have not corrected what this person is saying and what are your teachings. He said, don't worry, you know, this is truth for him, leave it. So this was Bhagwan. you know. People used to come with very strong, um, you know, um, inclination towards a path. Let's say it's yoga, you know, they are doing pranayama or they are doing some Japa and they will come to Bhagwan, and they will say, you know, I am doing this, should I continue, he will say yes. But if someone comes and asks what should we do, then he will, he knows, you know, when you, when you are in your heart, he you knows how sincere the other person is. Sometimes people ask questions only to show their own ego and their own knowledge, not to ask anything and bhagwan or anyone who is contented in their own self knows very very quickly even before someone opens their mouth so he, so many times he was just silent and not responding to anything and when he responds when he knows it's a genuine speaker a genuine spiritual seeker then he will give an answer and his answer can be very beautiful uh, just one word something like keep quiet or uh, you know look within or try to find who are you and if someone wants to elaborate on then he will tell something more but mostly he will just agree with whatever the person has thought about his plans or his sadhana and and on occasions you will see when that person leaves the room some of the ardent devotees will ask Bhagawan that why you didn't tell him this thing or that thing and he will say he is not in the mode of listening to me he is so full at the moment with what he wants to do but it is a full circle he has to come back to this only and and this is the thing if you go and listen to the people on bhakti marg you know i i have listened to so many people and and heard their um, you know stories and uh, from other people and in Bhakti Marg it's so much of love so much of ecstasy it's like an addiction and when you love God uh, you know you go through a lot of emotions it's full of emotions but then that has to the duality has to come to non-duality but but so many 99 percent people on Bhakti Marg they just stuck up on that level they just love and they dance and you must have seen, you know, dancing, chanting. It's so fun. It's good. But that at some stage, because it's it, you are still in a stage, you have to come to non-duality. So that is a path to reach non-duality. But they just stuck up at that level and they don't move forward. They don't want to. So the ego is enjoying because who is the enjoyer in us? The enjoyer is always the ego. Self is always, self is enjoyment or a bliss in itself. But then there's this middleman who is in duality and there's a God and he's enjoying that bliss, remembering the God. Same thing happens with Bhagwan's devotees also. They love Bhagwan, and you know, when they say Bhagwan's name, they feel so revered. And when they say some other person, they, they just don't look towards that person with that love if you, if, the, if you have recognized Bhagwan in you, then everyone is Bhagwan in your eyes because it is the same self. And this is again a big misnomer. People think that Bhagwan was a person living and behaving like this and the way he walked or he not wearing clothes or whatever. Yes, those were the characteristics of that body. But remember and never forget this, that bhagwan was you bhagwan is you bhagwan is yourself bhagwan actually what is frequency is when you 100% are convinced that what he is saying is your pure self telling you in this waking dream about your own truth what he is talking about is talking about like self talking to self, no difference, no difference at all. You and Bhagwan and me and other people, everyone is exactly the same self without any difference. Though we are sitting in these gadgets of mind-body and we all have a different body and a different mind. But mind and body does not define us at all, not even 0.001%. So you know we have to separate, segregate, like I, I hear so many uh, Bhagwans, devotees and people who are on non-duality, they keep saying like a parrot, all is self, all is self. This is crap because they don't understand what is self. You have to come, come to the self first, oh, all is self, everything is consciousness, self is here, self is there, everything is self, material is self, that is of zero value you have to touch yourself, you have to practice just saying some mantra I am Brahmasmi," me I am that doesn't ever help it will boost your ego or it will make you more ignorant unless you touch your heart this is your practice your sadhana it is all efforts all energy more young you are more energy you have put all energy into it put any, everything into it reach there don't It is like, you know, tortoise, which has all the legs going in and just going within. This is tapas. Look from within everything in life. And that is not difficult to do. That is not at all difficult. Only difficulty is in people who don't know what ego is. But once you are at that level of maturity as a seeker, that you can identify the ego, the devil called ego in us. And if you can watch it, your watchfulness can make it disappear. Today, one of my friends, he's a a doctor and I'm not working. I'm staying home. He said, let's go out for lunch. And today he confided in me that Sanjay, I just want to tell you, I found that I'm suffering from a disease and I thought, I was quite serious because I thought he must be saying something really bad, like maybe some sort of cancer. And he said, for last three months, I noticed that I have an ego. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and I said, yeah, well, if you have recognized that you have an ego, that is the end of ego in a way that now you will work on it to get rid of it. And then you know what it is, you know. And remember that not everyone through their life journey even realizes that there is an ego which needs to be, we should get rid of it. Acknowledging it is very, very powerful thing. Once we acknowledge that, yes, I have an ego and we accept that I have an ego and I have to work on it, that is almost half of the job done. because. We know the devil within and now we can work and the the very easy method to get rid of this ego, to be in that pure Brahman, to be Bhagavan Ramana Maharishi, to be that in Christ consciousness, Shiva consciousness, exactly the same as all these people who have come across in this world is is complete annihilation of this ego And, and you can get rid of it if you watch it. And how do you watch it? Watch it by keeping quiet and how do you keep quiet? You just watch how the mind thinks or not thinks or resting or not resting, the body acting or not acting, how this body-mind is interacting with people and you watch from that awareness and so this sadhana of knowing what awareness in us is, awareness in us is that uninvolved entity which is just watching the show happening and where this awareness is it is most concentrated in our heart you can even feel a spandan like a vibration of that when you when you are really attentive to it sometimes it's it's vibrating uh, with a big force and and sometimes it's mild, but it is always, and, and then it's and then you can feel the same vibration throughout the body and not just limited to the body, you feel that that whole atmosphere around you as a vibrate vibration. And, and sometimes when you are deep into this awareness mode, paying attention to this awareness makes it more and more and more you hardly feel your body or even hand or anything, so your movements cannot be accidental. Let's say someone lifts his hand and does like this scratching on the head or sometimes picking up nose, even those small insignificant movements becomes very very conscious in that awareness like the hand is going and it's doing or you are rubbing on hand because that awareness, that consciousness is very full awareness. Every sensation, everything in the body, the actions, the thought rising, everything is so clear from that and that power of awareness actually melts down the ego because nothing can hide in front of awareness. This is the best tool and you don't have to get rid of small things like let's say now get rid of jealousy now get rid of hate now get rid of lying it is they say in vedanta that the amount of uh, uh, vagaries of the mind or impurities of the mind are so much and to remove it is like you are taking uh, a uh, a small grass piece of grass and trying to empty the ocean from it these te- all these techniques are useless Like, you know, there are workshops to develop compassion, workshops to develop humility. You don't have to worry about any of these things. All these are the qualities of your divine self. And and to get those qualities, pay attention to the pure awareness. When you pay attention to the pure awareness, and who is paying attention to the pure awareness? Awareness is always aware of its, its own self. So who in us has to pay attention is the mind only and and so this attention mode is of the mind sometimes we say our mind is dull, it is lazy, I'm feeling sleepy, mind is agitated, mind is not focusing what is this mind? Sometimes the mind is strong, sometimes it's weak, sometimes too many thoughts, sometimes good thoughts, sometimes bad thoughts but then there is another quality of the mind is paying attention like you know if you are attending a lecture and your mind is uh, has moved wandering into something else you can't you don't know what is being taught in that lecture or what is being said because the mind is somewhere else so we are bringing that attention to the to no thought no other practice except to bring it to this awareness which is us which is the self so what we are doing we are awareness we are always awareness. We are always uninvolved with the body-mind complex. Now, something in us by mistake, by conditioning, thinks it is it is this body-mind. We call this as ego. Which And the purpose of ego is to take care of the body-mind. That's why it is selfish. Actually, it is doing its role in a proper way. It is trying to preserve this body-mind. But then what it is causing is in trying to preserve the body mind as an ego, it is causing suffering because then you think you, this individual body mind is separate from the rest of the world. And then the rest of the world becomes friend or enemy or helping you or not helping you. And then the body mind has its own ways, like it loves a nice pillow, comfort, needs a nice house. It has senses, sense organs, wants to watch a good movie wants to indulge in sex whatever it wants to do and then there are things in this world which will help it to do they become our friends and then there are things which will obstruct our path and they become our enemies so and this is the whole drama unfolds in which we feel happiness and unhappiness but how to be eternally happy if we give away this ego, which is protecting the body-mind and let that awareness shine on the body-mind because that awareness is shining on everything, that awareness is Bhagwan. So if you see, Bhagwan is one of the best examples in that sense. He was living in a cave without any clothes. Do you think someone cleaned his uh, cave and then there were no mosquitoes entering into it? Even the tiger went inside. What about the mosquitoes or snakes or things and you know, but he was in bliss. What a perfect example, you know, and and we don't have to live in a cave um, to test ourselves. We can test ourselves with the people around us, how happy we are, how accepting we are with whatever is happening around us. And, And not watching others and others actions, watching our own actions in our own body and because when we get so much interested in our own complex we don't worry about people and and once we sort out ourselves we have sorted out the whole world and with that power of our own awareness when the mind has completely dissolved the ego has vanished that power will bring forth peace not in human beings, but animals, plants, people, things around you, things will change. They have to change. There's no choice. And if someone is really interested in that change, then you have that profound wisdom to make it happen. Even if you don't speak, even if you continue doing whatever job you do in your life or live as a family man or a woman, doesn't matter. But yes, this is the most important thing to be done before we have our last breath because you can only do this thing in a wakeful state while you are still living and look we all have some more breaths left in this body I don't know how long one person will live but whatever we have to live why can't we live in a beautiful Beautiful awareness, that consciousness, which is our true nature, rather than in that ego mind, it, it, is, it is useless. It is of no use. If you see all our life, we spend as an ego mind body complex. We want to do something, becoming a bigger and bigger because of that ego. And when you work hard, then you want enjoy something and you get indulged in different activities. Look, since morning till we go to bed, most of us are living in that ego self, either working hard and thinking I'm working hard. Who is working hard? No one is working hard. Awareness is just enjoying that bliss. Once you get into awareness mode, you realize that you will laugh on your whole life until now you will feel actually compassion for your own life. What a stupid life I've lived, dreaming that I am this body-mind and doing all the stupidity, jealousy, you know, anger, desires, one after the other, you know, and, and then, then, you know, getting attached to other images at home. Why, you know, my children, my job, you meet people, you meet people, you meet very, very highly educated people, neuroscientists or professors or, you know, in, in good bureaucrats and politicians. You know, even when they have left everything, they're retired, they have a story to tell and they're always attached to those stories that this person helped me, this person didn't help me, and, you know, this happened to me and this. And you think when they will get free from their stories, you know, Never. And then they will get another part and then another part and then another, and it keeps going. These stories keeps going. Like, you know, these mega serials, you know, one, two, then next season and then another 20 episodes and then next season. It never ends. Bloody, it keeps going. Some of the serials like Neighbours in Australia, it is going on for last, I heard, 20 years, you know. Characters keep changing, so these characters in front, in, uh, in front of us keeps changing all the time, images keep changing. Never, I'll tell you very important thing, never even get trapped into this Bhagawan Satsang group and Bhagwan and you know Puja and Ramana Ashram, because if you get into this trap, you are trapping yourself into another community, another religious group. That can be very very dangerous and you think you are in comfort zone. Never be in a comfort zone, never think that Bhagwan, you know, I will pray to Bhagawan and he will get rid of me. You know what Bhagwan used to say when people used to do Dandvat Pranam in front of his Namaskaram, you know. He said what this gymnastics, these bloody stupid people are doing. He used to say like that. Can you believe? He used to say what are gymnastics they are doing because he knew inside they are not doing anything. They just come there and they just lie down and they do like this. And they think everything is being done you know doing this gymnastics that Bhagwan will do it Bhagwan said no way I can tell you what to do but you have to do it so don't just think that uh, keeping a Bhagawan's picture and doing an aarti every day and then just having a nice movie and having a glass of wine and things will be done and let Bhagwan will do the hard work that image will do that picture will do all the hard work for you very stupid idea you know that image, that picture has nothing. Picture is to remind you that you have to do all that. You have to reach up to the Bhagwan stage. And he has given you all the formula. But formula is in a book. And reading that book will not help. Apply that on yourself all the time. Apply it all the time till you finish the job. It is not a job to be done in three satsangs, one hour each, three times a week and rest. You can just fool around you have to be there I am not saying leave your job leave your family leave your whatever you are doing but remember whatever you are doing who is doing it who is doing it who is the doer is there any doer or it is happening on its own who can tell you this who can give you answer to this who is the doer if any answer comes to the question that means you are still not there there is no you whatever is happening in our life actually god is infinite compassion he has created a drama in front of us to be free from it not to get involved in it but mind thinks you are involved It's a maze, but when you pay attention, you understand the whole thing. It becomes so transparent, clear to you that you're always free. So bring your attention to the pure awareness and whatever is happening in life, you watch from that awareness. Don't be an advocate of your own body-mind complex. And the mind can revolt. Yes, the mind will come. Look, this is people have done to me or I'm not getting there. You ask your mind, bloody, who are you? You can never get there because you've never done anything right in life. How can you be there? Mind will never be there. Mind has to dissolve. When a a seeker tries to be there, the seeker has to dissolve. and the most profound teaching of Bhagwan Sri Ramana Maharishi is to keep quiet, Jumma so, Yeru, you just stay there, just watch things, actually as a good seeker you will understand when you are watching and when you are getting involved and what, what we get involved in is in our thoughts only isn't it the thoughts will take us to somewhere and we get swayed and we get lost completely and then we realize, oh, it was just a thought. But why we get involved in thought? Because of our attachment still to those thoughts. We are still interested in so many things in this world. We leave one thing and then we get into next and then next and then next and there's no end. To be free is too simple, that's all, it's very easy. To be free is to be simple life, you know, don't make it too complicated in any way. And it's all complications are in the mind and the mind projects and then it does. And that is again God's infinite compassion for us because what we desire, we get that. But then we have to bear with all the, uh, you know, negative components of the same desire. If you eat too much, then you will have a tummy upset, you know, you have to. If you have, you have tasted for you have eaten for your taste of the tongue, then your stomach has to suffer. So that's okay. If you accept both things, then it's okay. But then this is the trap. One desire leads to the other, to the other, to the other. And don't and one thing, if let's say there is something in your life which has to happen, a beautiful thing, it will still happen even if you don't have a desire. So, in a, in a sense, it's a win-win situation for all of us. Just ponder on this point that if you don't desire or if you desire, doesn't matter because whatever has to happen will happen. So why to worry then? Let's say I want a, a new uh, BMW car, you know, let's say if that much money comes and you know, I can afford it will come, if it doesn't come, it will not come, you know, doesn't matter. Anything, anything trivial or big or small, doesn't matter. So you pay your attention not to desires, to the awareness, to the pure awareness. And once you make this your habit, so much of peace, contentment, bliss will dawn on you. The moment you honestly do this. You will cry with joy. The tears of love will flow. And, and that will be the true devotion to Bhagwan. Not the devotion coming just by doing a drama, you know. Doing an aarti or like a ritual. No use. Go here and then Bhagwan will be everything for you. That will be true devotion. A jnani is the true devotee. Bhagwan got everything. Bhagwan was an enlightened soul while he was still a 16-year-old boy living at his uncle's house. But because of his love for Arunachala, he came there, he never left it. Not like people like us who are full of ego and go there at Arunachala and do Parikarma to get rid of the ego and God give take away my ego. He gave away his ego and then went there and then did all the Bhakti reading all the devotees uh, and about devotees in the past and you know his tears used to flow from his eyes you know what these bhaktas were he never left his guru Arnachala he lived there, died there this bhakti came not because he wanted him to get rid of his ego his ego dissolved before he came there this is the love this is the love I'll tell you another thing Spirituality brings you so much into uh, devotional music also. And, uh, and uh, any song, any bhajan in Hindi, I listen or, you know, it's, it just melts my heart, you know, Mirabai or Tulsidas or there are so many, you know, beautiful Kabir. And I have friends who have very less inclination to God or spirituality, but they love music and they tell me music will take us to the god music is god there was a beautiful saying by bhagwan a lady came to bhagwan exactly the same question she asked and you know this is the this is the intuitive thing about this I discuss with someone about spirituality a question, and an answer comes to me in some form, same day or within the next couple of days. This is the beauty of this intuitive power. And that answer came, that lady asked Bhagwan this question. That Bhagwan, I, 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 I am into music and pure music and devotional music. And and I and I heard that music can get me enlightened, liberated and bhagwan kept quiet as he used to and then she again asked bhagwan you should tell me because i have heard this you know uh, and bhagwan still kept quiet and that lady thought you know how can i make him to say something then she said she gave example of some of those uh, shiva devotees who wrote beautiful poems and songs and she said look all these have sung these songs they were the they were uh, uh, writing songs and doing bhajans and music and all. Isn't it they all got this? Bhagavan said, no. They started doing once they got this. Not the other way around. Whom are you fooling? That is the way people fool themselves. I have a friend who only does ragas all day. He will do pa, And I said to him, look. Give some uh, time to Bhagawan. He said, no, no, this is, oh, I'm just doing uh, ragas, you know, ragas are Bhagwan only. Bhagwan gives the answer immediately, you know, he has given answer to everything. If you have a question and you think, there will be some talk somewhere that Bhagwan has given because, you know, he came at the age of 16, he left his body at the age of 70. All the stupid people like us kept going and talking to him all the time, you know. All sorts of crazy questions have been answered. There's no question left which he didn't answer. And this is the thing. The purity of his knowingness has helped millions of people. Even 70 years after he left his body, we can still go to his teachings. The purest of pure teachings. But work, we have to do the work. And this work is very easy and simple. I don't know. Some people think it is because people think from the mind. They don't listen from their heart. If you listen from your heart, there's nothing needs to be done. Just stay and just observe things as they are going and stay as awareness never even for a second think your body mind complex don't behave like body mind body mind person is a selfish person he only thinks about his body and he only follows his thoughts when you have no mind then why you are following the thoughts when you are convinced that you are not the body mind you are pure awareness you are brahman then why do you follow This music box, all the thoughts popping up, they are not for you. When you are not, you are pure awareness. Pure awareness is always uninvolved. You are uninvolved. You are just showing, seeing this drama. You are king, you are just sitting and you are just watching the drama unfolding. So why you have to listen to any thought? You don't have to listen to any thought. You just watch the drama. Just watch it. Watch the drama unfolding in front of you. You just keep quiet. Don't be party to anything. To your family, to your mind, to your community. You just stay. You just uninvolved. Don't take any position anywhere. Don't become... uh, chairman or president of something and start arguing with people about anything, you give, give all these things to someone else to do anything. You just stay and just be like a king, you know, sit like a king, be fearless like a lion, you know, don't worry about anything. Your awareness, if someone comes with a knife and wants to cut, cut it, you know, he can't cut you, no one can touch you. You are that awareness. We are living in this body-mind, thinking we are this body-mind, behaving like this body-mind, then getting fearful of death and then fearful of insult or doing something or, you know, what people will say and do. What people will say to this body, you know, what the mind will do, you know, just leave everything. Stay as pure awareness. Live your life as pure awareness. Don't say to people that, look, I am pure awareness, you know, I'm not not the body. You don't have to say it like this. But you have to be 100% convinced all the time that you are pure awareness. You have no form. You have no language. Your language is pure silence. Stay in your silence within. Let the mind speak. Let the mind do. Let the body behave. In no time, I'll guarantee you, in no time, your body and your mind will become your slave. It will behave exactly like Bhagwan, exactly like a Buddha. I'm not saying that you will give away your clothes and you will be naked. No, that is, that is nothing to do with not being body-mind. But you will know within you, no one has to tell you this. No one has to put a stamp on you that you are not body mind, you will know. How would you know? Because you will stay uninvolved all the time. People because of your prarad Karma, people will bring, bring all the pleasurable things to you or a pleasure will come to your door and you might get involved in it at a physical level but internally, any type of pleasure will not give any extra happiness. There is, you're already bliss. Awareness is pure bliss. How can a sensory indulgence can increase that happiness? Yes, you might go to a friend's place and they might give you a really nice food because they want to give you that food. It is in your prarabdha that someone will give you a nice meal. But that nice meal is not going to increase the bliss at any cost. Because people around you remember, if they are talking to you, working through their ego mode, and they love you, they want you to indulge in various acts, which they think will bring you more happiness. And that is their love. You may or may not do those things, depending on those circumstances, nothing wrong or right about it. But internally, there will be not an iota of difference in your bliss. That is what I'm saying. Never judge any enlightened being in the way he's living. He might be living with a prostitute or having kids, doesn't matter or he might be living in a forest, it doesn't matter, external acts have no meaning to any enlightened being and sometimes deliberately they do wrong acts so the people don't uh, come close to them or sometimes to teach a lesson to people who are full of ego. We have so many concepts, I speak to so many devotees and so many seekers and they have lot of questions and look I have to be very honest, I'll take only one example. So many people think like being vegetarian means you can really get God quickly, you know. I know so many vegetarians who are full of ego, you know, and they go on another ego trip that I am vegetarian, you know, I don't have have onion and garlic also, I am the purest vegetarian. It is again an ego trip. But then they might be so much attached to Gulab Jamun. Then. What happens to your desires, you know? So vegetarian or non-vegetarian doesn't make you liberated soul. In India, 70% of people are still vegetarian. Do you think 70% of Indian population is Buddha? Don't get into small concepts and concepts. Don't worry about anything. Yes, food may help if you want to practice and you can do it well and good but don't be very dogmatic about things, about rituals, about this is the life of a uh, saint or a liberated person because who knows, You, you might be looking, you might blossom in a different way. You bring all the enlightened people which you think in this world bring them together on one platform, see how they look, they look all different. Sometimes they talk exactly different language. That doesn't make any, but this is the blossoming. If you will, you have to blossom a full flower only by coming into this awareness, the body, the uh, your mind will reflect that in the best possible way. And if we don't touch our heart and we die before that, it is like, you know, you plant so many things, there are buds and, and you never see a flower coming and it dies, you know, such a shame. We all have that potential, you know, unfulfilled potential because we have never looked that way. We haven't turned our, uh, our attention 180 degrees within. We are, we are Bahaia always looking, using the mind, because mind is to look outside. Attention is to look within. Paying attention to this rather than the external world. Please do it. Do it for one week, ten days, one month. But do it with sincerity and you will notice you will be completely changed. Not changed externally, you might look the same, but internally the first thing which comes is Varagya, dispassion, you are not interested in anything, anything in the world happening. Your anger, your sex drive, all these will go down, even your diet, the amount of food you were eating will go down, Your, your digestive system changes, your interest in things drops, Sometimes you look like depressed to others, you know, they might come and ask you, are you depressed? What can I do for you? No one can do anything for you. Internalize, there will be a lot of changes, don't worry, don't get scared of anything. Things might leave, people might leave, don't worry, you know, don't fight with anyone, don't argue, keep quiet and just pray, even if someone, says bad about you, just send good prayers to them also. Because to reach here, you can reach here in harmony, in no resistance, not with fighting with people and putting your point, never. Because who are others, they are our own projection, they are our own dream world. You know when we dream at night we see all the people and the people might have said something to us and the dream breaks, then whom would you blame when the dream is over? That was our creation. Same is the whole world what we see around us is our own creation. So how can you be angry or upset about things happening around us? Paying attention to the pure awareness with total acceptance of what is happening around us, will set you free in no time. No time. Maybe in a fraction of a second if you understand this. Total acceptance of everything around you and paying 100% attention to the pure awareness you are. There is no food for thought if you stay like that. you are not giving any work to the mind if you want full grace this will be full grace full grace grace is always flowing from bhagwan is bhagwan is the other name for self he came he gave a lesson You listened to his lesson, you practiced it, you become Bhagawan only. And that self speaks. Because you know why that self speaks in this way? Because the self wants everyone to be self. And self can only speak to who has interest in knowing self. Self cannot speak to the person who has no interest. And if you see, God is infinite compassion. People who are atheists or people who don't believe and people who think there's only one life, just enjoy. Like in India also, there was Charaka, you know, who believed that Live life once, you know. People say, just live your life like a king size and do whatever you want to do. God leaves them and gives them what they want. Some people learn the lesson, some don't think that way. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna said so beautifully the people dearest to me are who are interested in me what does that mean it means that he will bring you back home he will make you Krishna only he will not leave you but for that you have to leave everything but it's not a big cost It is not at all a cost. Look, we people are so smart. We have lived half of our life, almost half of our life in the ego mode. And we know the sufferings and pain and joys also. I'm not saying ego only gives suffering. It also gives joy. It takes you on a roller coaster ride up and down. But once you have understood whatever the grace on you have dawned in whatever way your life has Brought you here. Now, what you need to do is to just pay attention to the pure awareness. And our job is not to reform the world, our job is to just stay in our heart. So, whatever is happening in the world, we don't have to do any expert commentary on things. We don't have to judge anyone. We are no one to judge because. All what we are seeing is our own projection only. Once you understand this, you just pay attention to the pure awareness. And the power of pure awareness, the grace of pure awareness will slowly and gradually melt away your ego and because you are not giving any work to the mind the mind too will dissolve it will be almost like a vestigial organ sitting in a corner waiting for you to give mind a command and then it will only it will never disturb you but it will only be involved, when you want to get involved in the thought. It will be like a feeble background music, when you want to increase the volume, when you want to, it will increase and when you want to decrease, it will decrease. Your life will not be running from the mind now, it will be running from that intuitive power in your heart, direct control. Like your president rule, all command to the power, supreme power, no middlemen. This is the life of pure bliss, where there is no anxiety, no depression, no fear, no restlessness. No looking forward to anything. Zero interest in your own story and zero interest in others' story. And this is one of the reasons I'll tell you honestly, you have no interest in watching movies. Because what is a movie? <laughs> movie is a story, you know. Just watch. When you are in this awareness, I would suggest to watch any movie. Not a cartoon, because cartoons are very interesting, I think. But if you watch any type of a Bollywood or Hollywood drama, you know, all is about ego, I will do this, I will kill, I will do this. And sometimes it's good when you watch it, you know, how foolish this whole word drama is, you know. And, And, you know, Bhagwan used to read newspaper. And when I was new Bhagwan devotee, I didn't like this. I thought why Bhagawan reads a newspaper, you know, because I was not reading newspaper for last uh, 15 years, you know, no interest in this rubbish news and Bhagwan's pictures are with reading newspaper, you know, and if you listen to talks with Bhagawan, he's reading, he's commenting, but sometimes it's fun. I think when he has no ego, when he's reading stories, it's like a joke, he's reading a cartoon book, you know. We will do this. We can do this. I will do this. I am this. You don't know me. You know, this is the way, this is the language of people around us, you know, and, and, and so he must be enjoying, I believe it was must be like a joke book for him, you know, reading that newspaper. So pay attention to the awareness, I'll tell you, no time takes to be free. It is only we have created some concepts about uh, doing meditation, doing Japa and doing these things give only little help. If you want to finish all your practices, just pay attention to pure awareness. Whenever you are getting involved in any discussion argument, see who is involving, who is this person and and give some time to silence. Don't agree for everything, every time, very quickly, just give time, just stay there. Don't just jump on to comment or do things. If you give extra time and bring everything uh, to your heart rather than the mind, no time you will be free because we use mind too much and we don't use heart at all. When you bring everything to the heart, Sometimes there is no need to give any answer also. Just leave it. Let the destiny sort it out. So many things in life, you will leave it to destiny only. From small things to big things to anything. Because it's a habit, you know. We are, we have been trained to comment on everything, you know. In the schools, there are debate programs and, you know, how to argue and persuasive writing and all those things, you know, we have been taught. This is all conditioned mind. All our education does is to make our mind more active, active, active. Nothing in our education makes our heart strong. This is the problem. Nowadays, they have started mindfulness sessions uh, in schools. Probably it's a good initiative, but... And same is at home, same is in our society, you know, competitiveness and um, all this thing. But anyway, I think uh, at least now non-duality and uh, all these things are on a rise in a way, people are interested. It's very easy. And in these satsangs when, I would suggest when the satsang ends, when we stop talking and you go back, Stay in that mode as long as you can. Don't break that, your beautiful silence of pure awareness. Even if your partner or the family members or friends get irritated, you know, oh, why are you like this? You look very dumb, you know, let it be, you know. Sometimes we speak only to please others. Remember this. and when we start speaking then we vomit we just speak garbage you know just to speak we speak we read some news and then we vomit it out and then we become an expert on that news oh this is happening in this world and give comments and to involve or something about something you know no need Pay attention to the pure awareness, which is not of this world, which is always uninvolved, which has come to this world, only to know itself using this gadget of body-mind. Once it has known itself, its job is done, now what it will do is, it is retired. You know, people say, I'm retired. Nobody gets retired. They get more busy when they leave the job. Then they pick up more things. They get so busy with their grandkids and great grandkids, maybe when they turn 99. How can you retire? You can retire wherever you are. Retire from your ego. Retire from your desires. Retire from your active mind and following that mind, obeying that mind, being the slave of your mind, retire from these things. That is true retirement, true renunciation. Love your company, love your silence. Let's remember this pure silence within all of us. Respect to this silence, love to this silence, bow down to this silence. Silence is Ramana, Arunachala, Shiva, Christ, Buddha, your True Self. You are this silence, you are this pure silence. You are not the body, you are not the mind, you are not the intellect, you are not the ego. You are nothing of this world. You are this pure silence. Listen to this silence. Abide in this silence and stay always happy and blissful, in this way you will be the closest to the God, to Bhagwan, to the Supreme and you will imbibe all the qualities of the supreme Aum, shanti shanti, shanti.